Kansas City and San Francisco should be a great one in Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. And joining us right now, he's played uh, many years in the NFL, still playing in the CFL with the Calgary Stampeders, and he was on the Super Bowl 54 team with the 49ers and Coach Kyle Shanahan. Joining us, defensive end DeMontre Moore. How are you, DeMontre? Uh, I'm doing well. How are y'all doing? Hey, we're good today. Thanks for making time for us. You can follow DeMontre on Twitter at Timor94. And DeMontre, uh, just your thoughts on this. Uh, as you look back just a few years ago, you were banged up, but you were there. The game plan, the, the works uh, of what goes on during the week for a Super Bowl. What do you think about your 49ers getting back there? Man, I think it's an amazing uh, blessing that they get to get back there. You know, that's a once-in-a-lifetime uh, opportunity. I was fortunate enough to only experience that once, so uh, hopefully everybody is taking it in. But also there's still a bunch of familiar faces that's on that team that has that bitter taste in their mouth, so hopefully they can kindly get over that hump and it's their time. Demontre, what are your thoughts on Super Bowl week? You get that week off. I mean, does it benefit either or team, or is it one of those things that, man, it got all this other ancillary stuff going on with interviews and all this fan participation. Is it is it too hard to focus on football? It's a double-headed sword. Uh, having that week off can be a tremendous blessing, uh, especially if you have guys that have been there, they experienced it already, that can – avoid uh teach the younger guys how to avoid some of those pitfalls as far as the media frenzy everybody asking you for tickets the celebrities that are going to be around the glitz and the glamour but also at the same token that's the negative asset uh-huh. but you can it can be really good for you because you can do a lot of recovery you can get your body right you get an extra week of scheming and preparation and getting the jump start on the opponent so it just depends on how you make it so you've got a team like Kansas City Chiefs. They've been there before. I mean, that experience got to pay off for a team like that. How much is that in their favor versus a team that hasn't been there with most of these players? Because Brock Purdy wasn't there the last time the 49ers were there. I'm sure Trent Williams was probably there. How much of an aid is it to a team that's been there with the experience? Uh, to be there with that experience is completely it's completely different. You have uh, a lot of star uh, studded power on the far the 49ers roster, but something uh, in the great words of Lil Wayne, experience is the best teacher, and that's something that you just can't go out there and teach. You have Patrick Mahomes uh, being the player in the star caliber that he is and being there uh, for the last four to five years um, and not only being there but actually winning it. Uh, Andy Reid, who's been there uh, multiple times, uh, winning, teaching those guys how to be in professional. Travis Kelsey, Steve Spagnuolo, who's not only won it with uh, the Chiefs, but also dating back to his time with the Giants and innovating that uh, NASCAR defense. So you have a plethora of experience and wealth of knowledge over there from guys that have won the Super Bowl uh, tremendously through a blowout to guys that had to come back and do a comeback victory and beat, um, you know, and coach Steve Spagnuolo having to beat Tom Brady. So for guys to see every aspect of the game and in the aspect in that form of being in the Super Bowl at the highest level, that is going to help you out because they can coach their team um, and the pitfalls and just showing them how to navigate to say, hey, we've been here before and I know how we got out of it. Trust me, I know the way. Happy to have with us DeMontre Moore. 
former NFL defensive end, now playing in the CFL with the uh, Calgary Stampeders. In fact, a Grey Cup champion. How about this? You got to participate in a Super Bowl, even though you were injured with the 49ers, and you're a Grey Cup champion. What What are the differences between those two big games uh, from a player's perspective? Uh, there is no difference. It's the championship. This is what you play for. When you uh, strap on that helmet, whether it's in the Super Bowl or the Grey Cup, at the beginning of that season, everybody comes into that locker room with the idea and the expectation of not only making the team, but then what are you making the team for with the hopes and aspiration of getting to that championship game. And so just one only difference is one is called the Grey Cup and one is called the Super Bowl, but you got the same media frenzy, the uh, same people that are being around the glitz and the glamour of it, but you're playing a championship game. So I'm fortunate enough to – make it to the Super Bowl and not win, and then I I was even more fortunate enough to be a part of a team that actually won the Great Cup. So, hey, I'm living on cloud nine right now. I'm I'm on borrowed time. You got that big end zone. That's about the only thing I can tell you about (laughs) Canadian football. (laughs) Demontre, I also look at your career history, and I always wanted to ask somebody this question that played at the Oakland Raiders. What is that black hole like, man? Man, it is different. You talking about a crazy star study uh fan base that is just yelling and having that anger and that tenacity, they embody the city of Oakland. So that black hole is different. It's like having an extra player on the field when you have somebody constantly yelling, chirping and distracting another team. Like there's nothing like it. When we look at this Super Bowl, you know, as a Raider player, Kansas City, rival, right? Huge rival. In fact, they beat them this year. Uh, it was a great win for the Las Vegas Raiders now. San Francisco played them a few years ago in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, I'm wondering if you can share with us what you all talked about four years ago in the Super Bowl defensively, what you were trying to do with Patrick Mahomes to throw off his game. Just uh, contain him and just be a good pass rusher. Going out there, yes, we want to get the sack, but also realizing that this man is dangerous. He's not only scrambling to uh, go downfield, he's more dangerous because he's scrambling until somebody's open. And your parents playing a lot of football. So it was like, the, hey, if we're going to win this, we need the front end to help the back and the back end to help the front. Front back end, lock these guys down just for a little bit. In the front, we're going to contain, rush them, and keep them in the pocket. He gets happy feet, and he starts getting sporadic. Well, you want to make him dance on top of himself, and on top of that, he's short. Make him sit behind those guys. So you keep you implement that rough plan, but it's like that old saying in boxing, everybody has a plan until they go in the fight and get punched in the nose. It's about what do you do and the adjustments that you can make there throughout the game. Does that give one of the teams an upper hand in this game? Is it just basically whoever scores first maybe goes on to win this game? I don't think so. I think uh, there's definitely going to be a lot of scoring with uh, – Rightfully so. You have Patrick Mahomes uh, being the magician that he is. You have Brock Purdy, who's emerging to be the game changer and uh, star-studded talent that he is by throwing and running as well. But also just, um, you know, the battle of the running backs, Pacheco, Christian McCaffrey, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, battling Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. So when I when you say there's a plethora of offensive weapons, the difference that I see is who's going to be the better defense. Not only can you stop somebody out, that's a big, tall task to shut somebody out. They're going to get their plays, but can you minimize it? Will, will it be the star-studded power and the power uh, front seven in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Uh, with their rushers, or will it be uh, the Chiefs, who's a well uh, complicit team uh, under the helms of 
uh, Spags. They're going around saying that Spags we trust. He 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 is the number one uh, has the number one defense for going out there and making halftime adjustments and handling teams. So it's going to be the tale of the two defense. Demontre, I'm old school, man. When we used to line up and somebody would be on the defensive end, like you play defensive end, do you ever drop in coverage? I mean, when we look at these defenses, they're so sophisticated right now. Is there a way that they can stop this Patrick Mahomes? There's definitely a way uh, to stop him. And if there's anybody that can uh, go over there and do that, you have Nick Bosa, uh, Chase Young. Chris Kasarik is going to get the best out of his defensive line. And for him to have the star-studded talent that he has in Chase Young, Nick Bosa, who's uh, arguably the best, if not one of the best pass rushers in the league, Uh, Javon Hargrave, who's uh, playing arguably his best football ever right now, Ken Law, Eric Armstead. You have a plethora of guys that's going to go over there. And if there's going to be anybody that can get those guys motivated, but not only motivated, but have them rushing in the right way with the right scheme, you can count on Chris Kasarik to do it. Demontre Moore is our guest, former NFL defensive end, now playing in the CFL, and he's played for Tom Coughlin. He's played for Kyle Shanahan. And I want to pick your brain about Kyle and, and tell me, is it unfair that the label on him is he can't win the big one? His team blew that 28-3 lead against New England, right? Uh, San Francisco, they, they, they've blown a lead or two uh, with Kyle Shanahan as the head coach and calling the plays. Give me your thoughts on Coach Shanahan, please. Um, first of all, I think Coach Shanahan is one of the best coaches I've had. Uh, the Mad Hatter, he comes up with the scheme, and he's proven time and time again that not only can he do it and have the production with one team, but another team. Going back to his days in Washington, to taking his team uh, in Atlanta to the Super Bowl, to taking San Fran. You don't get there by chance or choice. You get there by preparation and key and consistency. Now, um, is it fair to put the label on him? I mean, stats are stats. Uh, he's proven that he that for whatever reason uh, he hasn't been able to get over that hump. Well, I think this year is the the year that he gets over that hump. And even if he doesn't get over that hump, like I said, there's some guys that go their whole career without ever seeing a playoff win. So to go to uh, be able to put your team in the position, that shows you how great of a coach you are, but that also shows you the preparation and how great of teams that you've had and you've been surrounded with. So he's been fortunate enough to do that. You got any good friends on either team in this game, Demontre? Oh, yeah, I definitely got a few buddies. Uh, when you play as long as I've had you have been a journeyman, you tend to make friends with a lot of people. Eric Armstead, like I said, a lot of those guys on that San Fran team are still there. Uh, when I was there, Debo, George Kittle, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, <laughs> like the list goes on and on. And then on that other side, uh, Steve Spagnuolo was my defensive coordinator <laughs> at the Giants. Uh, Charles Aminihu, uh went to the same high school with me and came out uh, a couple years after me. So we've been friends for a while. So I have a lot of uh, horses in this race. All right, so let me pose this question to you. Who do you want to win and who do you think will win? Are they different or are they the same? They're the same. (laughs) Uh, I want San Fran to win, and I think they're going to win. I want them to win because we were there already. You know, I got a conference chapter championship ring but i didn't get to get that big dance and so i know the joy and the hard work that those guys have put in from uh kyle shanahan to john lynch uh to building this roster for the year 
to be arguably a dynasty or bring back that 49ers dynasty. I know how much it's going to mean to them, but not only mean to them, I think they have tremendous talent within themselves. When you have Trent Williams and Christian McCaffrey line up, run up behind me, and we're going to get this going, I just think that offensive star power is going to be too much. You're going to lean on Christian McCaffrey, and then when uh, Christian McCaffrey needs a break, you turn back around with Debo Samuels. After Debo, you have George Kittle. Then after George <laughs> Kittle, you got Brandon Ayuk. That list goes on and on. And I think that that is going to overpower the Chiefs this year. And the Chiefs just, I think it's going to be a shootout. Demontre Moore is our guest right now. Former Texas A&M All-American, first team All-SEC. Uh, played nine years in NFL and in Canada. And Demontre, uh, when we see Texas A&M, we're, uh, we're an hour south of Cleveland. Uh, we want to ask you a question about Johnny Manziel. I mean, we just saw a documentary on Johnny Manziel said he never once opened up a playbook when he played for the Cleveland Browns. Do you have any thoughts or memories of Johnny Manziel? Uh, yeah, um, the thoughts and memories that I have of Johnny are good. <laughs> I remember Johnny tearing us up as a uh, as a true freshman. He was redshirted uh, playing scout team. You had him and Mike Evans doing uh, what they do as far as him being Johnny football, Mike Evans uh, catching and being the perennial wide receiver that he was on the scout team. And then to see the following year them, for them to come out and what they were doing in practice, they not only did it in practice for it to translate to the field, I seen him as being one of the best players that I've been fortunate enough to be teamed with and not only be teammates with, but actually call him a brother. He joked around with us in the locker room. He did what he needed to do. We won games, so I have nothing negative to say about him. Do you ever have any what? idea that he was going to be Johnny Football? I mean, we knew what he was like before he got to college, but I mean, from what we saw at A&M, and they actually built a new stadium because of the money they made with Johnny Manziel, was that shocking to you? It wasn't shocking to me uh, as far as the amenities that we got. Uh, as When I was coming in, they were always upgrading, uh, upgrading. Aggies take care of Aggies. So okay. the money has been behind there. As far as the notoriety and Johnny, we kind of knew that he was going to be a star. We just didn't know what type of star he would be. Uh, dating all the way back to his high school career, he's been winning championships and running around playing, uh, quote-unquote, uh, scrambling like uh, Vince Young was back in the day and throwing on the run. And we were like, hey, is he going to be able to do this at the next level? He comes in, he red shirt, he's running scout team for us. Well, at that time, you had most of the guys that sat in the pocket and were pocket passes. He was scrambling, and we were like, hey, we're about to just hit him in practice just to show him a lesson. Like, you need to sit back there. And for him to go out the next year and do that, it was like it was like cake and butter. <laughs> he, when it came to RG3 week, it was like, ah, yes, finally, I get to run. And that was like the first time uh, – that Coach Sherman gave him, like, hey, and scouting, do what you normally do, run, scramble, uh, throw on the run, and all that stuff. And once we seen him do that for that week, we were ready to go out. I think I had three sacks that game against RG3. But it was at that moment that everybody knew, like, man, if they can do this next year, what they do in practice, we're going to be something special. Was it as crazy as you know, we we watched from afar on TV, and we see in this documentary with Johnny Football at Texas A&M. It definitely was. It was crazy to watch it and go back and see what they did, but also living through it, you were just kind of in the moment and just happy. And you know, now thinking back on it, it was like, man, that was a that was a time. But 
you didn't you didn't know it was as special as it was until you know everything transpired in years down the line. At that time, we were just living in the moment. What was it like beating Bama and Nick Saban? Uh, we were we were real life uh, rock stars. That uh, that song "Party Like a Rock Star" was out. Well, at that time we played that constantly. It was like, hey, we went down there our first year in the SEC and did something that nobody expected us to do, and we laid it all on the uh, line. Johnny had a great game. The defense had a great game, and you know, all three phases of sports like it came together, and we finally showed people that we're here in the SEC, and not only here, but we arrived. No question about it. Demontre Moore is our guest. Follow him on Twitter at tmore94. And Demontre, you mentioned another player that my partner and I have been discussing because the Browns, I feel, are another wide receiver away maybe from being a legitimate challenger in the AFC when they get Deshaun Watson back. And Mike Evans is a free agent. Now he's been in the league 10 years, so he's 31. That's a little old for wide receivers. But all 10 years, 1,000 yards, and I think he tied for the most touchdown receptions with 13 this past year. How good would he look in uh, a Cleveland Browns uniform opposite Amari Cooper with Deshaun Watson? Oh, man, that would be dangerous to have Mike Evans and Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson. I mean, let's, let's first and foremost, let's not be disrespectful. He would look good in any jersey, but to go against him, who are you going to double, Amari Cooper or Mike? That thought uh, and that tandem alone is scary within itself. And to say that he's 31 and every year been a thousand yard receiver, like broken some of the GOAT, Jerry Rice, majority of his records already, and did it not only with one team, but the caliber of quarterbacks that he had. Yes, uh, in the later years, he got better quarterbacks, but out of his 10 years, he's had over five different quarterbacks and still managed to pull out a thousand yards receiving every year. So that is a dangerous weapon within itself. So anybody that gets him during free agency is going to be lucky. If he ends up yeah. in Cleveland, watch out, man. <laughs> Yeah, keep our fingers crossed. I know he's going to be asking for a lot of money, and uh, the the Browns, yeah, uh, to, they have. You're going to have to uh, hope to make uh, Miles Garrett call in some favors and use that Aggie pride. <laughs> and Coach Larry Jackson, who's the head strength coach, maybe they can talk him down and take a, a, a homie discount. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like the way you're thinking. And I, why not bring him up since we talked about all the other A&M guys? Uh, Miles Garrett, how, as a defensive end, how much do you appreciate what he's been able to do, not only collegiately but in the NFL where he may be announced this weekend uh, as the uh, most uh, valuable defensive player or player of the year on defense? Man, it does my heart really well because a uh, funny story is I actually recruited Miles uh, to come to A&M. His sister, Bree Garrett, who was a tremendous athlete within her own right, she was a triathlon um track athlete at A&M, and she told me, like, hey, my brother wants to come here, you know, just bring her here, and, hey, just have a good time. And when you seen him walk on campus for the first time as a junior, it was like, oh, man, this dude is going to be somebody special. And it does you good because we call A&M pass rush. (laughs) I would like to look at myself, then you have Vaughn, and then him to go on to have the outstanding uh, professional career that he does. It does nothing but bring praises to his his family, most importantly. But then after his family and them and the lineage goes on and on, and I think it also helps us in recruit. So, hey, man, the more the merrier. 
Yeah, he's uh, really lived up to it finally, uh, emerging as one of the best defensive players uh, in the NFL. And hopefully next year the Browns can put it all together and we'll be talking about them playing in a Super Bowl, something they've never done. And if that happens, uh, the state of Ohio, the city of Cleveland, and surrounding cities will go absolutely bonkers. Uh, So we'll see how that plays.